sit and breathe. Welcome back to the show, Jazz. Oh, man. It rolls on, doesn't it? Does Narabean start today? Narabean? Yeah, yeah Narabean. Will it start today? Yeah, 2 o'clock. Well... Forecast? I don't know. I think the forecast looks pretty... Promising? Abysmal? Oh, it does? Dismal or abysmal? Uh, could be both. Yeah. The forecast, though, for Newcastle, I thought, was also dis abysmal. And looking back and getting to decompress a little bit, thinking about it, uh, that finals day was had some fun-looking surf. I mean, Humping. amazing, yeah, totally. Humping surf. I mean, that's the thing. I got a lot of flack from Newcastle um, locals, yeah. Meriwether locals, being like, why you guys always talk crap about the waves? Like, it gets good here. Yeah. Of course it gets good there. It gets good in Huntington, too, but we use Huntington <laughs> as the, the benchmark of crappy surf. But it gets good. It doesn't get as good as Cloud Break. Yeah. It doesn't get as good as J-Bay. Yeah. You know, and, and what we want on World Tour, of course, is uh, the Dream Tour. Yep. So no offense, but even on that best, that final day, the waves are still... It looked fun for... Flat sections on them. It looked fun for me to surf. When I look at cloud break, I think, oh man, I would get pitched right over the falls and drilled to the reef. So that would be an interesting, I've thought about that because I end up, I haven't surfed cloud break, but I do end up on surf trips when the waves actually get good and you realize how under prepared you are, you know? Like ones like cloud break too, looks so perfectly dreamy, but I hear that thing moves from what I've been told moves so quick that you've got to be up and at them. Like it is not a dreamy little rolling section. And when you watch people surf it, you're watching pros. And so it's like when you're watching the NBA and you think everybody's the same height, so they must be six foot, you know? And then you see them next to the referee who is six foot and you go, oh no, they're all giant. Yeah. It's the same thing. Um, Lots to unpack there, but maybe for another show. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like we always give album surfboards their due. I feel like some shows we go the entire show without mentioning that we are sitting in album surfboards. I mean, right. Not just in album surfboards in the middle of album surfboards in a glass bowl. We're like a fish in a fish bowl. It's epic though. But I will say uh, in terms of space, in terms of inspiration, looking out while we're chatting and seeing beautiful album surfboards always makes me happy. Nobody, I agree. nobody, but nobody does a surfboard as pretty as Matt Parker. It's hard to argue with. Yeah, really is. So shout out to them. Uh, we have merchandise available. Surfsplendorpodcast.com slash shop. I was wearing my grit t-shirt this morning, but then I realized that it had not been washed. So I had to take it out, take it off before coming into the show. I was going to rewear merch. I like it. Yeah. Um, and listeners should get on that because we have new merch coming and this stuff that is currently in the shop has limited quantities. So get it while you can. And then the new stuff will go out. Um, obviously subscribe to avoid commercials and support the show. You can do that also on surfsplendorpodcast.com. We got baby names from last week. Fantastic. Listener feedback. What do you got? Excited. Uh, a couple of people said Chaz. Okay. Chaz scales. Yeah. How do you feel about that? It's Okay. I like it. I think you could do better. I think I could do. Yeah. Uh, Like, first of all, I don't think Lauren would go for it. Yeah. So there's always that. that Would you? Here's a here's a thing though, right here. An interesting point, and I'm glad we can discuss this right now. What do you feel? This is a barrel or not? But since I'm introducing it here, I will not package it that way because that is not the way the show goes. So, what do you feel about people who name their children a nickname? That is their name. 
right? If you oh, named your kid Chaz, because Chaz is a nickname for Charles. My oh, name is right. Charles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles David Smith. Very Anglo. I but, don't like it. Yeah, when you name your kid Bob and you say, is your name Robert? No, it's my name. My official name is Bob. See, Bob isn't even a great example because Bob's almost become its own name now. Kind of, but like... Chaz is more of a nickname. I mean, what about Ch- Guy? But Guy Guy is a full name. I always think of Guy as being short for like Gaetano. I don't like an think Italian. Oh, is it? It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> is Gaetano even an Italian word? It is. Like G-A-E-T-A-N-O. Yeah. Okay. You know? I think Guy is its own. I mean, I would. Like Guy, Guy Ritchie is an Italian. Guy Scales would be pretty sweet though. I, I kind of like Guy. Yeah. I didn't even think about it as an option, yeah. but you're right. It is kind of <laughs> good. Should I name him Gaetano? And then we just call yeah. him Guy. <laughs> What if we spelled Gaetano? Not the way I just said, but G-U-Y. G-U-Y. Tano. All right, this is going on the list for sure. But the- Guy scales. It's always really frustrates me when parents name, if you want the nickname, the nickname is there for a reason. It's an established, it has precedent. It's not made up. It has historical precedent. You can name your kid Charles and call him Jazz. You can name your kid- Robert and call him Bob. You can name your kid Gaetano and call him Guy. You could do whatever you want, right? But there is, I just, why rob the poor child of a name? Like in naming them the nickname, then you're you're blocking off because True. with Charles, for example, you have Chuck, you have Charlie, you have Chaz, you have, I don't know, it's probably it, I suppose. But uh, there's three nicknames there. Yep. And Charles. David, you got Dave. That's it. Davey. Yeah. Uh, David, Dave, Davey. Yeah. What about people who are named, uh, what? I got another good one. Um, shoot. Oh, damn it. What is, uh, what's that guy on that 70s show's name? Ashton. No. Topher. Topher. Guys named Christopher who go by Topher instead of Chris. I didn't realize they were doing that. That's what it is. Their name is Christopher and they're going by Topher instead of Chris. Chris got so played out over the years. Wow. We're going to be Indian, go Topher. That, never thought of that. It's true, though. Does that bum you out? I thought Topher was its own name. No, Topher is the back half of Chris That's Topher. weird. Are there any other names they do that with? None that I can think of off the top of my head. But, like, the dude who thought that up first, oh, man, Just start Chris. calling me. Call Chris me. is so played out. Just call me I'm tired of the Chris. Lop it off. Call me Topher. <laughs> Someone's just going to start going by fur. Yeah. Eventually. I mean, Christopher though, there is a lot of nicknames. You got Chris, yeah, of course. You got Topher. You do have fur. I've known a couple no fur way. Christophers. Yeah. I want you to just start calling me vid. Yeah. Vid. Vid scales. I mean, you fully could. It almost sounds like a name, like a Russian or sure. something. Vid. Yeah. I think it is Indian. In fact. Vid. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but back to the listener feedback. What, what did you get from the listener? <laughs> Middle name, superfoods. Like it. Like layered superfoods, yeah. but we're not going to go with layered. We're just going to use superfoods. It's perfect. So it could be guy superfood scale. <laughs> it could <Yeah>. be. <laughs> it really opens up some branding opportunities. Yeah, it for sure does. I wonder. Could you, oh, baby food. Do you think. They could have their own baby food line. Do you think that uh, you could have any um, any branding opportunities? Do you think anyone would pay you for the middle name? And would Lauren take it? What would it have Depends to be? what the price is. Yes, I could talk her into it if. If uh, she's a pragmatic woman yep. and if the dollar amount was right, absolutely. If Laird is looking to expand into the baby food market, what would, this would be an awesome opportunity. What would you charge for to, you know, like 
athletes, give the head to Red Bull, et cetera, et cetera. What would you charge to give the middle name to a brand? I'll sell myself for cheap, but if it's my baby, yeah. two million bucks for the name. Could they talk you down to a mill for the middle? Open a briefcase full of a million dollars cash and I probably won't say no. Yeah, okay. If you did it all complicated on paperwork and there's some points on the back end or something yeah. or a percentage of sales, I'd probably say no. Yeah. We're going with two. But if it, we're just talking the name. Yeah. Yeah. Just the name. Sell the name. Yeah. Two million bucks. I'm fine with Okay. Sweet. Yep. Well, what are some other ones? Other name options? Yeah. Uh, the undeniable best was Kayo. Okay. Kayo scales. Kayo. I mean, it'd be pro put Project Abelli at a whole new level. It really would. Yeah. And it's unique. It sure is. People call him Chow for a while. I remember, yeah. I used to Chris, call Chris Cote used to call him Chow on the broadcast. Yeah. Uh, not ironically. No. Like he actually thought it was His Chow. His name was Chow Abelli. Yeah. Chow. Um, Which is just inverted two letters. I saw one uh, on Matt Warshaw's beautiful and wonderful uh, Wednesday wrap, whatever it's called. The Sunday joint. Sunday joint. He also does the Wednesday wrap. I think I caught it on the Wednesday wrap. Uh, I didn't know he does a Wednesday wrap. Wednesday wrap is, I think, a shortened version of the Sunday joint. But does it come to email? I think the Wednesday wrap, if I'm not wrong, is on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I'm, that's his. I think he wraps he wraps the Sunday joint on Instagram on Wednesday. Gotcha. I do believe he can correct me where I'm wrong. But there was uh, some. The thing was about Duke Kahanamoku. One of the oh, yeah. one of the co players was Chick, uh, and there's been a lot of great Chick. Like Chick Hearn of the Lakers, this Chick, Chick, he had a normal last name. Chick Scales would be pretty sweet. It's um, almost, uh, un or not unconventional, I don't know the word I'm thinking of, but it, you think it's a female name. Sure. It's like a boy named Sue, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But Except there's no chicks named Chick. No. There's the, only boys named Chick. There's only, and, and so well-respected. There's two of them right there. That's Chick Hearn the exact, and Chick the Surfer. It's the exact argument that I used to try to talk Lauren into Wolfgang. Oh, Yeah. Wolfgang, I, I'm like not joking, I think is a phenomenal name. Sure. And uh, there's only two, and they're both geniuses. There's uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, and there's Wolfgang Puck, and they're both geniuses. Isn't, uh, what was Poison's, isn't he a Wolfgang? Poison's lead singer? No, there's only two in the world. I think it's, I think Poison's lead singer is something. Is, oh, Sebastian Bach, sorry. There you go. Yeah, Bach, Wolfgang. Go. Yeah, uh, Wolfgang's a great name. I know. Wolfie. She's coming around to it because I just keep giving her other terrible options. Do you have Austrian, any Austrian roots that you could lay claim to? No. Not even? I'd have to do a test. 23 and Wolfgang? Yeah, I'd have to do a test to really know. What is yeah. uh, what is Lauren's general makeup? Is she generic white? Yeah, same here. Okay. Both of us are. Yeah. Yeah. American mutt? Uh, Western European, probably mostly. Yeah. Uh, British. Do you like, have you ever in your life either been proud of being an American mutt or bummed that you were an American mutt? Like Never. when people look at or talk Never. up their, their Irish heritage or their Romanian heritage or their Kenyan roots or their any other thing where you point and say, mm, I, I, you know, little, got some German, got some British. If, so that's why I've never done the 23 and me yeah. is because I don't care what the results say. Yeah. If the results said something that my parents had already told me about, I don't really feel that much pride towards it. And if it found out that it was Kenyan, I also don't feel much pride towards that. Like I really don't care. Yeah. And it, 
I wish I did. I'm actually envious of people who do have like really pride for being Italian or when whatever. When St. Patrick's Day rolls around and all those Irish are out there and I'm jealous of them. Green and orange. Yeah. 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 My so my grandfather was born in Kauai and he's Portuguese. His okay. parents came from Portugal. And so there is I do have um certain, I don't know, affinity or soft spot in my heart for that. So you're Hawaiian. When I go to when I go to Kauai, it's like I do feel in a very, very bizarre way, like a cosmic sort of way, I feel almost like there is home. Like this kind of feels like home. I hope you tell people there that you're a local when you, <laughs> when you have that feeling. Usually when I'm paddling into a wave <laughs> yeah. is when I shout it at them. Uh, Derek Riley wrote an article that I would like to think was dedicated to me. Yeah. Uh, this week. Do you remember which article this is? No. Did he write about babies? Having babies? He did indeed. And uh, my name is not in it anywhere, yeah. but I know this was about me. Yeah. I'm not going to read the title because it's long, but I'll just get into the article. Who doesn't want a gorgeous little Bambino to bounce on your knee and raise to greatness? A realization of all of our failed ambitions. I got three, and if finances permitted, would sire many, many more. For those who don't have a stud or find the idea of a man jackhammering them full of hot mucus too hideous to bear, the answer to, complete, to completing the genetic puzzle lies in an anonymous sperm donor. Mm -hmm. I know the story. <laughs> and today it was revealed that Amer Australia's most prolific sperm donor known only by a serial number and his dreamy physical characteristics, a blonde blue eyed surfer has fathered an eye watering 48 children, including five in one family and a handful of others living in nearby neighborhoods. But, and this is a doozy, the exploding number of diblings quote unquote, or donor siblings increases the chance that one of the kids is going to meet, have sex with, and impregnate or get impregnated by his half bro or half sis. Yeah. Hillbillies. Queensland, the Courier Mail reports, and he goes on to quote the article. Um, but one couple, Shannon and Ashton, I'm sorry, Shannon Ashton and her wife, Lisa, have got five of the surfers stud kids in their family. One is aged 15, and they said, I did a lot of my own investigation about the sperm donor, and I was shocked that he had fathered 48 children, but we couldn't be happier with our family and will never regret a moment. I was attracted to the idea of an outdoor, outdoorsy, fit and healthy man, and an Austra Aussie surfer who also played rugby was ideal, and my kids are all very sporty. Mm -hmm. It's a win-win. Everybody wow. wins there, except wow. for if you found that out, if you lived in, say, a small Queensland town, uh, and you knew there was a potential of 40-odd uh, other siblings of your child, let's say you had one of those, those children, would you leave town? Or would you... Ah, great or would, question. Or would you risk... I wouldn't date in town, let's put it that yeah. way. I'd set my Tinder uh, geography to out like... Of town. Out of town. Yeah. Do you think that you would know... Uh, I mean, cause it's interesting. It's a half, you know, it's like, it's not like a cousin where I feel there would be enough genetic mixing where you wouldn't necessarily know. But I feel that if you were kissing on your half that you would think these features, but again, people fall in love with people who look like themselves all the time, often, yeah. all the time. It's not so much looking that would be the offensive part looking similar. It would, you know, be the fact that you're sharing DNA or yeah, of course, of course. Already. But, but, but I just wonder if you wouldn't know, 
I wonder if you'd know on a cosmic level, like yeah. you wouldn't identify, Hey, we have the same nose, but you would you like sniff it out like yeah. a pheromone. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like when it, when We're a twin related. who lives on the other side of the country breaks a leg and the other one feels a pain in their leg sure. at the same time, something like that. I would, I would hope that nature, yeah, uh, had, had like worked that out somehow, like yeah. just, just to make sure just in case when sperm donors are a thing yeah. and in case one guy sires too many children, that's, yeah, it's a pheromone. I mean, it's like Genghis Khan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, we all have a percentage of his DNA in us. Maybe not all of us, but like a large percentage of the population does. Um, what do you think this guy was getting paid? I've never looked into this as a career option, but sperm donating. donating. Yeah. How much did he make on 48 Kids? I have no idea. I bet he made, I'm going to hope he made like a grand per. A grand per. And do you get a grand per? Well... Think of all the money that slipped through my fingers, Chaz. Oh, I don't know. Like, I think you, I wonder, are you paid for successes or paid for attempts? I think you're paid per um, contribution. Yeah, per shot. So it doesn't. And whether or not they use it, because I think they just keep it for a while, sure. right? They're not walking into the other room yeah. and injecting it. at the. Yeah. I mean, I have, to be honest, I have no idea. But you know what I do know? That one of our listeners has mm -hmm. donated sperm. So please. Inform us. I'm sure we could just Google the, the answer too. I'd rather I'd rather have it come. I'm I'm tired of Google to be honest. I'm tired of turning to Google for all my answers. Remember when we, we used to ask each other and get information from each other? We yeah. have a wonderful community out there. That's true. And we do. one of them has donated at least one of them has donated sperm. So one of them could be born from donated sperm. And wouldn't would have a rough price guide. Yeah. So don't Google it. Let's not Google it. Let's wait till we get the, let's be patient like we used to be. So I don't know why I never considered this as a revenue opportunity when I was growing up in my twenties or whatever. Um, but it, it would be a weird conundrum if like this guy in the, in the interim fell in love, had, has two or three kids of his own with his wife and maybe his wife doesn't know this detail about his path past. And then she finds out, Oh, we have, you have 48 other kids near in a nearby town. That'd be a weird thing to kind of would, confront. Would your Lauren be upset if she found out, like, if you did, if you had, you know, five or six? And, I mean, do you think the sire knows? Do you think they go back and tell him? Is that an opt-in thing? So many questions. I don't think they tell him. So he has no idea. But so, she found out this, there the... Research is obviously there, or the information is obviously there. It says that she looked into him yeah. and found out. Okay, so in the article that I didn't, the portion that Derek wrote, but I didn't read, they do say that um, when the kid turns 18, they have the ability to get that information. Yep, so the information who's, exists. Who's behind the serial number? Yep. Yeah. But I don't know if the guy... I would imagine this is not, it's an opt-in thing. Yeah, maybe. I would imagine if you want, if you want to know, you can know, and they won't tell you who... But it'll be like double blind. Like yeah. they, they will tell you, you got a couple. Yeah. You got six. Well, Lauren would be upset that I kept a secret. That would yeah. be more what it was. If I if I told this to her at some point along the way, I'm what, sure she could. What if you just thought it wasn't that important? Relevant. Yeah. It's, it's If I thought it wasn't that important that there were children walking the earth that came from my loins. Yeah. I think then she would have a problem with that. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. It, it seems to be somewhat important. Good to know. Um. I kind of a total side note, but I interviewed that uh, Dick Metz, mm -hmm. the dude, Yeah, all sorts of interesting background. I interviewed him a couple of years, maybe two years ago now. 
And he's uh, one of the founders at the Surfing Heritage and Culture Center, among many other things. He was the inspiration for The Endless Summer. So he went and did that. He's friends with Bruce Brown and World's Robbie Clark. World's most interesting man. Yeah, and all yeah. that. So he went and did a trip through around the world and um, came back from that after a couple of years and showed all the footage and the slides to Bruce Brown. And Bruce Brown's like, oh my gosh, I, I want to go to South Africa. It looks like there's amazing waves there. Who should I connect with when I go there? And that's, so that, uh, that's how that all happened. But anyways, Dick Metz, throughout a lot of his stories, he was talking about... Um, sleeping with chicks, the local yeah. chicks, you know, like, oh, I was in Tahiti and this bare-breasted woman, you know, and like eating fish guts and like ripping a fresh fish head off with her teeth that I bought for her and the guts going down her breast and like, and then like in Africa, I was with this other chick in the, in her parents' hut, you know, and the parents are in the exact same room as us. And so then like I interviewed him over the course of a couple of weeks and processed some of that information and I felt really comfortable with him and he was very candid. So eventually on like the final interview, I was just like, Dick, like, do you have children walking the earth right yeah. now? Like what? Like, and he goes, and he basically said, you know, I've thought about that and the pot. Yes, there's a very good possibility that that is true. And it is what it is. You know, it was a different time and you certainly, there wasn't even condoms. There wasn't ways to prevent it. It just was what it was. And I've accepted that. And I thought that was so fascinating. If, if you were Dick, say, and younger, he was he was up there in age, right? Now I mean, he is. I mean, he's like early 90s now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay, if you were Dick, say, uh, would you go looking at some point? Would you get to be, say in your 60s, would you think, you know, I wonder, and go I revisit the would. places and just like look around, see if there's any similar looking people to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty fun, right? Yeah, I... I would certainly, whether or not I booked a plane ticket, I would certainly feel the drive to want to know. Yeah. Un, un, I mean, yeah, 100%. If you've wondered about it for 40 years yeah. or whatever it is. Why yeah. would you go? I mean, I feel too, if you were like bold enough to go out and surf explore, why not go sire explore? Totally. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other children nope. roaming the earth? Nope. 100% certain of it? 100%. Good for you. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Uh, well, we got a lot of news this week in surf now that we're 30 minutes into the sure show. Sure do. Uh, Mick Fanning opened a yoga studio. Joe Trupel is available for $30. 11-year-old does a crazy mute flip in a pool or yeah. a mute, mute grab in a yeah. pool, not a flip. Um, and, of course, uh, the Newcastle event ended. The Narrabeen event starts today. Um was Long Tom the forecaster, by the way? Did you ever know? No, he was that? not. Yeah. I, I asked different him. Stephen Shearer. Uh, Steve Shearer must be a, or Stephen Shearer must be a common enough name in Australia. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Um, are sharks making a comeback on Beach Grid? See, I'm trying to, trying to. I, I missed them when they were gone. So kind of thinking about what bringing happened? them back. What happened? Why'd they go away? Why'd they come on hot and heavy and why'd they go away? Uh, just my own interest okay. in the whole thing. Uh. It was funny. It seemed really funny for me, to me for a while. And then I, you know, it was a genre that passed. It was my shark period and I got through my shark period. But, you know, every once in a while, looking back, thinking, hmm, today's wasn't that good. I did a shark story today. I didn't see it. No, it's not, it's not one of the better. Uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> listeners, don't click on that one. Um, are they not bringing in the views they used to bring in? Oh, uh, yeah, no, they're, the views are, the views are... <laughs> Funny views change. I mean, riding this beast. Oh man, I've 
I haven't, oh, I shouldn't even begin to talk. I'm not going to begin to talk about it. Okay. Cause it's, I got to flesh it out more okay. or it's, I've got to, I'll get there. But, uh, yeah, riding the algorithm beast is both fun and silly and so dumb. Uh, like what catches when, um, where beach grit has expanded well beyond sharks now. So we can get clicks from a variety of places, but, uh, yeah, the, like the algorithm is just, just swings weird. The problem you want to be, um, creating the trends completely. If, if you're one minute behind, you're already a mile behind, yeah. but not always for the algorithm. Sometimes something gets caught in the algorithms craw. And if you're like the tenth thing on there, then yours is like the one that gets really? all the yeah. Okay. Yours is the one that just goes bananas. Like it's not the first. No, it's all weird. But then sometimes when it gets quiet on Beach Grit and it's only Beach Grit uh, core Beach Grit supporters or supporters like core Beach Grit community, mm-hmm. I think oh this is like this is the great part right here. Yeah. Like this is and that's who I'm always speaking to anyway is just yeah. them. But I do like, for example, uh, a story that caught some heat this week was the surfing, the country, whatever his name is, Luke Bryan's uh, music video. Yep, it's in my notes. Yeah, that so that that got uh, some, yeah, algorithmic heat. Uh, and I loved what I love about that is when Beach Grit tourists come in like clueless and totally. start wagging their fingers and tongues. I love that, that is part. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think they create an account just to comment or they must already have one? I think they have a, I, I rarely, or sometimes I'll click their discuss, discuss handle profile to see. And nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, I feel they're private. Oh, uh, okay. And so I can't see what okay. they're, uh, where else they're, you know, chatting. So we will get into that Luke Bryan song uh, in barrel or not. Yeah. But, I loved the angle that you took on it, which is, do you want to say what the title was? I mean, just the surfing against all odds, yeah. sur- <laughs> surfing grows a shade wider. <laughs> With the color palette of different whites. <laughs> and it's so true. It was just the most true and funny statement. It's funny. When I was writing it, I was totally thinking people are going to completely think this is racist and or that I am so in a bubble that I see surfing as white and don't recognize that, you know, obviously Brazil, surf culture, Hawaiian surf, that there is many, 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 many brown surf cultures throughout the world. But then I thought, oh, I'm just going to write it anyway. This is funny. <laughs> I mean, whether or not it's statistically accurate, it's funny. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, that was a, a really good angle. Uh, because you could have you could have written about Luke Bryan making a song about surfing in yeah. a lot of different ways. That was the funniest among all the ways. I, I chuckled. And then the tourists coming in, getting mad yeah. about it. Yeah. Like, you racist, was, was icing on that white, white cake. Hilarious. Uh, okay. Newcastle. Uh, the claims. The claims are making a huge comeback. Three-pointer from Gay Medina. What do you think that was about? Uh, the claim making the comeback? No, uh, Gabriel, you think he's claiming his third world title? No, because, uh, didn't he? I swear he made, he put up four fingers. Wow. We have to, we have to look back at the clip. I swear he shot a bucket and then put four up. Maybe it was blurry and or my eyes are going bad, but I, I swear he had four. He, he could have. I didn't really look that close. Uh, I want to go back and look. What I loved about it, or I, I maybe didn't love about it was, um, amazed by about it is how quick he went into the claim. Yeah. Like that air was so unexpected and spectacular. 
I was shocked he was even going left. Before my brain could process that he was going left, which by the way, it was against Morgan Sibilic, yep. Sibilic, and Morgan had priority. And Morgan's sitting where you would sit, which is on the right, holding priority, knowing that Gabe's deeper, and if Gabe takes off on any wave, Morgan's going to go on him, yeah. right? Like, that's what you do. And so then Gabe, that set comes, Gabe paddles the wrong way. I'm like, what is he doing? And even as he's paddling in, you could see that wave was a closeout. There wasn't much room on it between before it closed out. So I'm like, well, it's well overhead, and he's going, he's going mock one on that thing and that's a huge section like is he just gonna do a big flyaway? yeah and he does he goes into a huge flyaway flyaway that, well, that he lands and then he lands <laughs> and i'm like before my brain could process any of that he's already in the claim yeah. and i'm like oh my god this is next level that's why you know judges that's how you impress the judges sure you can't just do a degree better than you did on the previous wave. You got to shake the thing completely and we're forced to acknowledge it. And then claim it. But the, so that claim must have been practiced. Yeah. It I mean, had he, to be. And or do you think, do you think he, th do you think he runs through a repertoire yes. of claims in his brain? Like yes. I, I'm going to work on this one. I got this one, this one, this one. Yes. Which one do I want to pull out? Or you, so you don't think just in the moment of passion, I'll, I'll be honest. I like the claim. Uh, what, so what did it represent though? I don't even get it. No idea. I mean, I think it was just, he's a baller maybe and shot from deep and sunk it. Okay. Game winner. He is next level then because you know, um, uh, I forget who the football guy was. It was a year or two ago. Did the surfing claim yeah. after he made a touchdown. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> like, for the Niners. Yeah. He like yeah. laid down on the ground, paddled, Mozart. jumped. Mozart. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Jumped up into a surf position. And so that it has nothing to do with anything. It yep. doesn't represent his ambitions in life or like his next world title or anything like that. So Gabe could just be referencing other sports. If I had to put all my money on it, I would say Gabe was doing it. I shot the game winner from deep and you know, one last second, quarter. last second winner. Like, boom, got it, or four points. <laughs> right. Held up four. <laughs> Maybe he he's never been, seen basketball. He, he doesn't Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but speaking of Gabriel and his phenomenal performance, let's call it a phenomenal performance overall. I mean, Idolo obviously won uh, Newcastle, but Gabriel surfed very well. You know who else is playing very well, well right now? No. Who was long thought of, not that Gabriel was long thought of as past his prime, but... Neymar's or Gabriel's great friend, special friend, Neymar, is crushing apparently in is the it? soccer's. Yeah. Are you following soccer now? I just saw a headline and no, but I just saw a headline. I think he plays for Paris Saint Germain. And that something about Neymar like is back, something like okay. or the or he is he is playing like everybody always wanted him to play. Something positive about his play. So I wonder if their special relationship is helping them both out in their respective sport sporting careers. Twin powers activated. Yeah. A power couple. Power couple. Exactly. Good for them. Mm -hmm. Good for them. They're rising together. And it's too bad that they can't celebrate together. I mean, if they were in the same country, they could party it out together. They, but They totally would party it out together. End of the season, maybe. Focus I mean, on the if the they, season. if Neymar wins, I don't even know what, some soccer's, I think, world champ or something. Cup. It's some. It's the cup. World the, cup. The. It's not world cup right now. It's some whatever champion league. Champions league. I never understand because soccer and forgive me, 
soccer aficionados or European soccer aficionado listeners. Uh, so you play in your own country, right? And I think there's a tournament you, so you can win your own country, but then all the best teams through Europe also play, which I think is called champions league. Got it. Could be wrong. I'm not a soccer broadcaster, but, uh, if Neymar, if Paris Saint-Germain wins, uh, the champion league champions league and Gabe wins the crown this year. Power couple on steroids. I mean, could be up there for one of the best power couples of all time. I don't know of any others um, that are athletes? yeah, like athletes in different sports. There's, that there's Sue Bird and uh, Abby Wambach. But Abby Wambach, soccer player, U.S. soccer team. Sue Bird, phenomenal basketball player oh, okay. uh, in the WNBA. Good for them. But I think both of them were retired-ish by the time they... so. Their power is not as, they're not in their prime, their potential primes yeah. like Gabriel and right. Neymar. What about, um, who else, who else? I, I feel like, uh, isn't, oh man, there's a yeah. football player. There's a, uh, Travis Kelsey, I think, is a tight end for the Chiefs. I think his girlfriend is like an Olympic something, like a real, I'll have to look that one up. We were talking about our, um, origin stories before we pushed record. Yeah. I went to high school with Jenny Finch, who is like the, at the time, um, female softball player, yeah. pitcher. She was a pitcher. She ripped Jenny Finch. Yeah. Where Doug. she would like pitch against Barry Bonds in little ex yeah. exhibition tournaments. And she married some yeah. uh, pro MB, uh, MLB guy. We're going to have to look into this because I want to know where Neymar and Gabriel are on, his, like they're low now because they haven't both, one at the same time, I feel to be on the list. You can't yeah. have, you, but you can't both won separately already, which is huge, but you can't bring like Subert and Abby Wambach, you know, both of them have won in their careers, but they didn't win when they were together. Right. This is about power okay, yes. activating power, right? Exactly. Because often committing to a relationship, you then diffuse some of your focus from winning the world title. But <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> which part made you laugh? Just talking for this so long with a straight straight face about Gabriel and Neymar on the list so, of, of historical, but it's totally true. I yeah, don't know why I laughed. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, um, so yes, power activating power. That's the thing because you're not diffusing. I mean, that's what you want in a partner. Totally, right? totally. That is what you want in a partner is somebody who's going to bring out the best in you. Typically, one rises, the other falls. It's really hard. Like that power well, activating power is a magical, magical trait. Or you're both so solely devoted to your sport and then you shift downshift into relationship mode. Sure. And it's very difficult to do both things. Yep. But if you fully support the other person, you want them. Did you ever think about dating Jenny Finch? Heck, well, I mean, she was out of my league. Yeah. She was beautiful, yeah. first of all. And then, yeah, she's just like a powerhouse athlete. I just wouldn't even know what to do. Yeah. You know, it was out of my out of my depth at that time for sure. Um, all right. So you're into the claim into the, I'm <clears throat> throughout my entire surf journalist career. I've been back and forth, right? I think I've been on the record as being some days thinking they're lame, some days saying they're that I like them, that they freshen surfing up. I'm in a freshen surfing up 
mode right now? It's claim specific, to be honest. I don't think that you're the one who's changing. I think you see the claim and then that dictates how you feel. That's true. Because the thing is a whole. Because like, you're not delineating between the different claims in your head. Kanoa Igarashi's like freak boy claims are always like. When he won the US Open. It was so awkward. He had a conniption. Yeah. But that's what I suppose I like when a claim, not that his conniption was not natural. I it like, was. Yeah, you're right. It was. It was natural, but it was still awkward where yeah. I like I could generally say if a claim is um, if it looks too smooth or rehearsed, uh, then I don't like it. But that's absolutely not true because the like Andy Irons shotgun claim, one of my favorites that was looked smooth and rehearsed. Yeah. The three point claim I really genuinely did like <laughs> is speaking of Topher coming from Christopher is the word claim from exclamation. Uh, they're probably part of the same. It wouldn't be from the word, but they probably share that whatever the Latin. Yeah, the claim part of it because ex, you know, exclaim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To claim something, but to claim something and to exclaim are two. In this sense, it's the same. Yeah, in this sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jenny Finch. Yeah, I just thought about this story. My mom, Jenny Finch, was walking because we lived in the same neighborhood too. She was walking her dog past our house and my mom saw her. My mom was in the kitchen doing dishes and in an attempt to create a meat cute for me and Jenny, went outside, opened our gate and let our dog out. Whoa. To run out to like to play. attack. Not to attack, but to play with Jenny's dog. Yeah. So then I, and she's like, David, the dog's out. And I had to run out there and separate my dog and Jenny's dog. Did it almost work? No, not even close. Really? <laughs> like, there was no sparks? No, nothing. Were you guys Sadly. the same exact age? Yes, yeah, same exact. We're in the same exact. And so that's the thing. Like I separate our dogs. It's like, oh, sorry, Jenny. And she's like, yeah, no big deal. Like we knew each other from high school. It wasn't sure. as if we had never encountered one another. But yeah, how I like where, funny I like where, is that? I like where your mom's head's at there, though. My mom's right a lot of times about a lot of things. Yeah. You know, I usually discount her ideas. Or yeah. Her, her uh, input. And then I think about it after the fact. And I'm like, she's right. That kid I spent a bunch of time in high school was a jerk. Yeah. You're right. I shouldn't have been hanging out with him. Yeah. You know? Mm, so moms. anyways, yeah. Uh, so Carissa Moore with the anti-claim. Yeah. Carissa Moore lands the best air we've seen in uh, on the women's side of competition, but probably the best air we've seen a female do full stop. And immediately. Shrugs and giggles. Hands around her face. Disbelief. Thinking, disbelief. Mouth agape disbelief and then yeah you're right after she kicks out shoulder shrug she's looking at somebody on the beach like i don't even know how i did that that was i'm gonna say straight up kelly slater move all fake what all fake. how dare you all in an attempt how to dare you disparage carissa because now she wants she knows she does that right she's got that she's done that a lot and you don't accidentally do an air like that in a contest she's been working on those airs clearly uh you know, been doing them knows that if I come down and stomp it and claim, then all the, like she's got Sierra Kerr and stuff in the wings here, right? She's got to pretend like, I don't know what I'm doing. Look at little silly old me. That's how she's going to continue to win is by, she doesn't need to give her, not only her opponents today, her future opponents any more. Okay. I got to raise the bar now. I got to start practicing stuff. You know, nobody's going to go out and say, Oh man, after her anti-claim say, Chris has got these on lock. I better put it into my repertoire. They'll say, oh, Chris got it's totally awesome. Look at how lucky she got. Look at how lucky she felt she got. No. Carissa Moore, Kelly Slatering. This is P 
peak Carissa being Carissa, like her whole uh, persona is humble, bashful, you know, and so you were you would be implying that she is just this all has been a, a fake. I'll I'm going Either, to say you don't win one world title, much less how many she won? Four. Four being bashful and shy. You gotta be a you're a cutthroat killer. Like there is no person who has done that. She can play that all day long. And wow. I don't know that uh you know, I'm sure there's part of it of like her real personality. Like I don't doubt she's not a sweet girl. But also, you don't win four world world titles by not stomping, curb stomping people's heads. Wow. So this is blowing my mind. I'm not sure if this is genius or if I am offended to my core. Yeah. Because I fully bought in. Yeah. I believe that was the most earnest, sincere reaction to something that's ever happened. And I also think uh, she is the only person on the planet who didn't know that she could do that. That's why which, it worked. Which lends to your argument. That's, we knew she could do it. I, mean, I saw her do it and I'm like, that was incredible, but I'm not surprised. Why is she more surprised than I am? I'm telling you to curb stomp Sierra Kerr. Or Joanne DeFay in that sense. I in mean, that, in that lit- heat, but, but I yeah, think, but yeah. I think she's shooting down the, down the line. Yeah. Like I think she's, she's thinking I got real progressive aerialists coming up. I don't want to give them any wow. chance or hope. Crazy. Yeah. And so, and I bet Chris is too, is thinking, I, I got to do better than this hair. Like this, this is only the start. I bet she's really working on her air game. Crazy. In the off season. Yeah. Okay. Curb stomping. Wow. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Scary actually. Um, so congrats to her and also to Idolo. Yeah. Uh, which the, the chasm between Carissa and Isabella Nichols in that final was almost uh, awkward to watch. Sure. You know? And so, there are contenders who can go toe to toe in that final. Caroline Marks being one of them, who she beat in the semifinal. Um, Tyler Wright, who lost early in the event. Tyler Wright had a shocker to your to what you were speaking of, Courtney. and shows two or three ago that these venues would allow for no, disruption. That that uh, her uh, her yeah. like being all caught up in social stuff yep. is going to steal from her competitive ability. Agreed. I still believe it. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. Good job, Courtney Conlog. Out early. Um, so it's anyways, Isabella Nichols. I love, I know, like we talked with Travis when he, what, what was it? Surf film. Yeah. That's the name of his surf film. And Isabella Nichols had a part in it. And, uh, we were like, dude, her free surfing's incredible, right? And so it's great to see her on tour. She deserves to be there. She earned her way into the final, all that. But gosh, the disparity. I think she got in her head a little bit, but the disparity between her surfing and Carissa. And Carissa, aside from that air, her rail game was just next level. I mean, again, I think we talked about it last show. Did we talk about it last show? I'm not sure. That uh, the surprise, you know, talking about, Ultimate Surfer coming up and all this, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. there's nobody left to discover. No, uh, somebody said on Beach Grit, and I can't remember if we talked about it here. That oh no, we didn't talk about it here. Somebody wrote on Beach Grit, uh, the surprises are going to come on the girls' side. Like there's True. of the twelve, you know, and up kind of girls. There's going to be a whole bunch of these girls who are going to come and blow our minds, and we're going to say, "Whoa, I never," you know, which is I thought about it, and I was thinking that is completely true. And how fun is it, fun that is like yeah. that women surfing for like, I mean, it's honestly to me, 
just as fun as the men now. Like there's, there's interesting storylines. There's heats. I want to watch as many almost as on the men's side. Yeah. I guess for the ultimate surfer question, whether they're going to pluck somebody out of obscurity is there somebody who doesn't already have a YouTube channel with a hundred thousand followers? I think of on the girl side, maybe there is. We'll see. I mean, because I think those, I think there's a, I don't know that this is true, but I, I would like to feel that there's a bunch of girls just out surfing and not, I would hope not caring about building profile yet or just so. out ripping. Right. And Caroline Marks came out of obscurity. It sure. Seemed, and, well, I mean, she might have been just ahead even, of that. Even just being thing. on the on the women's side. I mean, it's like the stinking NCAA thing where, you know, they show the men's locker room is like stacked for uh, the Final Four tournament and the women's locker room has nothing there. Yeah. Women's surfing is allowed to be obscure because awfully and rudely, nobody is really looking. Yeah. The brands aren't pushing it right. like they should, right? It's allowed to kind of be dark. Uh which I think that darkness is not going to last much longer though. I think a light is going to get flipped on there and all of a sudden the girls are going to be the better and bigger ambassadors. Yeah. I mean, I they're think they're more marketable. I think women's, sure. I mean, if the Olympics does, if there's any wave there, any even half wave, the women's side will be more interesting than the men's side, than the men's For drop. the general viewer, they can't tell like the degree of difference between a Chloe and Dino, whatever turn he's doing versus, you know, Coco hose or whatever. Yeah. And to them they're equal. And so Coco is way more compelling and more charismatic yeah. more everything, you know, um, Mick Fanning's going to be surfing in Arabian as the wild card, the rip curls wild card. How do you think he's going to fare in that event? I think he's going to get like quarters. I think so too. For actually. sure. He's okay. going to, who does, who does the wild card <sighs> take on in, Round one, heat one. I mean, the heat draws so, obviously up. But. Uh, Morgan Siblick and Idolo Ferreira. Okay, but there's no losers there, so it doesn't really matter. But he's. I would argue at Narrabeen, Idolo's going to win that heat. Yeah, but but Mick will go into the seeding round then. And he'll take out Jadson. Precisely. He'll go into the seeding round. He'll take out Jadson. He'll get to, like, one once Mick gets out of the seeding round, uh, he'll, yeah, I mean, I think he's got to, he'll go to the quarters. He's got enough competitive savvy Obviously, he's yep. won three world titles, uh, and he's not far enough out of retirement to where he's gained thirty pounds. And again, uh, the men's field, unlike the women's field, which I feel is progressing by leaps and bounds, the men's side has more or less stagnated. Like Mick Fanning's surfing that he was doing ten years ago is still more or less the standard. Elo makes is better than the t bottom twenty. Yeah, let's put it that and, way. You know, Idolo's the air thing that's happened is like fantastic, but it's now such a finely tuned thing, right? Like nobody's just throwing another whole extra rotation. Uh, right. When they're, you know, remember for the years when somebody would do an air and then like a rotation would be added for the year, right? Like somebody would go around right. one more whole time. Whoa. Obviously, I think surfing is kind of in the air, has reached its max peak rotation in terms of what you can actually do you know, what, do you think that's true? I think it's true with self-generated power. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you'll start seeing double spins at North Point. Yeah. You know, when a wave is double overhead, maybe, but you need that much energy to do, get the height and the loft to yeah. do the rotation beyond 360 degrees. But anyhow, mix, mix, 
uh, surfing should look a bit stale and it will be stale, but I think the state of men's surfing right now is stale. I, so you're right. Quarterfinals is the pick because he can't do the airs that Idolo and Gabe and those guys will win the event with. But if you think about him compared to the bottom 20, think about him going against Connor Coffin. Yeah. Yeah. Think about him going against Wade Carmichael. Yeah. Think about him going against like he can compete with those people at any venue I mean, he could, he and could, honestly beat him at J Bay and he, stuff like he, that. He could beat the most of those people unless, I mean, those guys like a Wade Carmichael would have to be having one of a great day. Mick could be surfing completely average. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's still that sharp. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So let's talk about Mick Fanning's portfolio of investments. Ooh, wow. This new one. The, Cal- <laughs> what is tone? I don't know. It is so a, the category of fitness gym is yoga slash Pilates slash tone. Yeah. Tone is a thing they do. So that could be more related to weightlifting. I think to, strength. I mean, strengthening. I'm, it, it seemed like it was a thing, a specific thing though. Know, it's capital it T tone. So yeah. it must be some, excuse me, some kind of new exercise. It's like thing. add muscle without bulk. Yeah. You don't want to get bulky. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to be bulky. Um, Kelly owns waves. He owns boards. He owns clothing. It makes perfect sense that Kelly, the greatest of all time, would just own all of surfing. Yeah. Waves, the boards you ride them with, and the clothes that you wear outside uh, of the water. Yeah. Uh, Mick. Beer. Surf accessories. Yeah. Beer. Yoga Pilates Tone Studio in his portfolio. Dog food. Mm-hmm. His dog food in his portfolio. Uh, and he's a podcast host. Yeah. What the heck? Mick Fanning, who, I know. who knew that he, his interests and his, uh, yeah, his portfolio sp- is very diversified, very diversified. I bet he's into crypto. You think so? No. Why not? I mean, yeah. What is he not into? That's true. I think he has everything. Mick Fanning. Yeah. Uh, if you, who do you think is going to be worth more? That was my next question. Kelly Slater or Mick Fanning? Mick. For sure. I mean, with Balter, he already made, I think. Did they sell Walter? They did. I think he made a pretty penny on Walter. Yeah. Uh, And I don't know if his franchise of a Pilates studio is going to really be a huge earner. I'm sure it'll make money. Be a nice little. For for an average Joe, that would be like a little lifestyle business. Sure. Like, oh yeah, my wife trains two or three classes and it kicks back this amount of revenue every year. But it's not that much. Yeah. For him, it seems, yeah, it seems like an odd pick. Because he, he's not, he doesn't own. The whole license. No, he owns, a, he owns a franchise. franchise which is yeah. a weird thing for him. But but if you're, if in your diversified portfolio, if you think, I have this steady little learner down here, right? It's not huge. And I could flip it in, you know, maybe a couple years for a couple hundred grand. Like somebody will buy my franchise because it's a nice little, you know, it's a nice little moneymaker. And then I'm going to sell the dog food to Laird Superfood for X amount of millions and then just keep, keep my portfolio rolling along. Keep doing new stuff. Why does he stink in podcast? Why does he give two to, to maintain a forward facing face in the public? Okay. Like he's the most identifiable Australian surfer at this point. And for funny? the last, and for the last five to 10 years, would you have, would you have put your money on Mick over Joel no. back in the day No. as being when they retire, which one is going to be the face of not only Australian surfing, but rival Kelly Slater as the face of surfing full stop or be, be rivaling. He is working the algorithm way harder than Joel is. Oh yeah. 
he is the beach grit of, you know. Joel's gone. Joel has dropped off. And good on Joel. Like yeah. Joel wants to do what he's doing. And yeah. so, but Mick is still working that algorithm. I think Mick has a lot of investment properties as well. It's part Even of that. better. That's yeah. the safest thing. Yeah. So I really do see, and I don't know Kelly's uh, real estate holdings, but I would argue in 10 years, one decade's time, Mick will surpass Kelly Slater's um, Net worth. Net worth. I mean, Kelly's not sitting on anything right now that's a that I know of at least that's that could be theoretically sold for millions and millions of dollars. He already sold the wave pool. Yeah, got uh, out early on that. Got out early and maybe smartly, right? Like yeah. with a bunch of new technologies, who knows if when or where Kelly Slater's wave co will be uh in the future. Uh yeah. Outer known, you're not never gonna flip a clothing brand for, you know, billions of dollars. And that's trended in the wrong direction, I would argue, to yep. do that even. Yeah. And surfboards is still questionable too. I mean, you're you're, you're not going to, like, but honestly, mixed dog food, he could have a sweet $10 million buyer tomorrow for right. that. And it right. would make, like, when Laird's Superfood got a $30 million, whatever, whatever it was, cash infusion, then you think, oh, wait, oops. Every, there's money everywhere else. When it's it IPO'd. and surfing. When it IPO'd, his shares were worth $35 million. Yeah. Overnight. Boom. Yep. Laird Hamilton. Break us off a piece, Laird. Superfood. Come on. Just Laird. throw down podcast advertising. Just subscribe. Yeah, come on, Just buddy. throw down five bucks a five month. Five bucks a month. <laughs> what the heck, dude? Cheapskate. Um, all right. So one final thing on Narabeen and um, the WSL. Hey, Chaz and David, like many, I'm struggling to find the motivation to watch the current WSL events. Poor waves are one thing, but the frazzled fake enthusiasm from the WSL commentary team is too much. Since you guys have to sit through at least some heats for the podcast anyway, how about doing an alternative parody commentary on YouTube for a couple of heats at Narabeen or maybe Rotnest? You can you can be trusted to call it like it is. Here's some possible talking points for you. How the hell does three backhand turns to the beach ever score a nine? What's Ronnie Blakey smoking to get that Joker's permanent grin and where do I get some? And number three, the uncanny resemblance between Joe Turpel and a Quokka. I saw that. I never realized they look alike. They look very much he alike. He provided the side-by-side -side comparison yeah. with a Quokka, and it's pretty spot on. Yeah. I wonder if they could put a Quokka in the booth on Rotnest and if nobody would really know for a while. They would think <laughs> Joe's being quiet. Joe's being like three heats. Joe's never quiet, yeah. so they, somebody would sniff that out <laughs> real quick. To be like, what's going on with to you? this to this wonderful listener though? Stay tuned. Okay, I got something in the works. We've done it before, by the way. We it's we like did it last year. So what was hard last year was syncing up. Like the YouTube yeah. feed is in different running, slightly different uh, everywhere. And so what we learned last year when we did it uh, is you can't actually talk about the surfing. You can only talk about themes, themes and culture in general, but Stay tuned. I will. Um, I've have a, I've there's a new tech. Uh, okay, It'll be ready by Rotnest, I think. You think? I, I mean, I think the tech will be ready. Okay, for Rotnest. Yeah. Right. Well, um, it almost didn't matter. Like our, our our pirate stream commentary was still relevant and fun, despite not being able to call scores in lifetime. But it was it was a bummer when something awesome was happening and you literally could not talk about. It. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Also, the time difference with Australia makes it difficult, so we yep. might have to launch it at uh, 
surf ranch or something. I mean, Roddy is perfect though. Roddy, look at me calling it an for, Australian. For drinks. For, yeah, exactly. For cocktail Exactly. Hour. It is okay. cocktail hour. All right. Uh, Survival League. I know you're out of it. I'm out. I know you're out. Who, who'd you pick? I made it through this past event with Kanoa. Yep. And I picked Gabe for Nairobi. Smart. See, you're, you pick the best and you should start shooting them down now. Best man in the draw. Yeah. I just, I looked at the list and I don't know the wave great. You know, I grew up with seeing it in surf videos, but I haven't seen it in recent decades and I don't know, like the forecast isn't great. And I just felt given my lack of information here, I need to pick safe. Yep. Gabe this is, this is, is the one you, yeah, this is the one you feel. Are you going to go, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess events are being added now too. You got to be yeah. careful. So yeah. Barra. Yeah. Barra's added. Barra, Barra, Barra is going to be an easy one to pick. I think there's a lot of people that can do well there, but yep. that can make it hard. That's true. But there are a lot of people that can do well. Sometimes you just got to go with what you know. If Mick Fanning is like back so, fully on tour. Well, yeah, because honestly, if he does well at Narrabeen, he could be looking at a fourth world title. Yeah. With the way that the math is this year, you got to make the top five to get into lowers. He's won lowers, I think. Yeah. So um, if he does well at Narrabeen, I could see Rip Curl giving him a wild card into Margaret. And then and Rotten Nest. Excuse me. I got to sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll see. But if he, I mean, could you imagine a fourth world title coming off of a wild card? That'd be incredible. I mean, it'd be a great story. WSL yeah. would even love it. And his net value or his uh, net worth, it would it would amplify all of his other investments. Every one of his businesses yeah. would float. Yep. All right. Well, um, should we go to commercial break? Let's do it. All right, Jazz, we're back. Oh, whew, whew. solid work there. Yeah, I know. Paying the bills. So much. Um, all right. I do have Barrel or Not. Is there anything else that we need to cover before we go to Barrel or Not? Uh, Barra is interesting, but there's not much to say about it. Um, it's weird that it's sponsored by Quicksilver. I mean, given that Rip Curl is the search, and that was a search event before, and it's a it's a new event, like, it should be a Rip Curl event. Yeah. They already owned everything else. I so mean, Rip Curl, literally, it is the Rip Curl World Surf League Tour. Uh, I, heard, I heard a rumor. Okay unverified unverifiable uh someone overheard someone close to the power this rumor is not even worth it that the wsl is over that's what they were saying they were saying that it was somebody who knows overheard somebody saying but these things aren't overheard but yeah there you go wsl is over it's finished wow you heard it here first partially (laughs) (laughs) uh i'll wait Wait for the um, verifiable yeah. fact to come in on that. I'll, I'll dig in. Don't Me- worry. Meaning we're not going to see Narrabeen today? Uh, no, I think that this is the last year <laughs> oh, okay, of World me. Surf League. The tour will not be moving on next year. Okay. Um, barrel or not? Nah, Gabe's earring. Was it a dangler? Yep. It's a hoop that has a star attached to it. So the star dangles on the hoop and it's on one ear. I'm going to go, yes. Single earring. I'm going to say Gabe is becoming fully realized as Gabe this year. Maybe something to do with Neymar. I don't really know. But maybe marriage. Something Gabe is fully realizing. This is the Gabe of Gabe's inside that we're seeing now. The Gabe that was hidden behind Charlie. 
behind. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Charlie, without Charlie in the way, Gabe is fully going Gabe. Yeah. Gabe, Gabe went Gabe. Gabe went Gabe. Yeah. He sure did. And an earring is the rep- representation of it. And so I'm giving it a barrel. Okay. Yeah. Giving it a barrel for what it represents or giving it a barrel on aesthetic? Uh, it works with Gabe's aesthetic, too. It really too. does, doesn't like, it? Like, it's, it's a one piece. Yeah. Like, it makes sense on him. If, like, Connor Coffin rocked up with a dangly ring or dangly earring, then I would think that's a, a bit awkward. Doesn't go with his hat. No, it's not the right style move. No. But Gabe, totally. So will we see, it'll be interesting to see if he has a different pendant for each event. That's true. He had a star in Newcastle. And if it means something. And then he has a moon. Moon, yeah. They're, oh, he's going all astro- you could. astrological you could. signs. Or it's going to run out pretty soon. That's true. I mean, you go star. A he, comet. He could go uh, a satellite. Get into like Capricorn and Sagittarius. He could do like like uh, star signs. Okay. I don't know what all those are. Yeah. But I'm sure you could look them up on the internet again. Sure, you could buy a dangle earring with each one. So, um, yeah. I So what I do like about it is kind of related to your thing as well is some show of personality, yeah. some show of expression, some, you know, and yeah, it's a move that nobody else would have a done B pulled off, Yeah, but it feels very accurate to Gabe and I'm for it. If a Mikey Wright say would have done it, then I would have thought, okay, here's Mikey Wright playing dress up as Australian Bogan yet again. Like because the sponsors want him to lean into that. Yeah. Like, Oh, your Bogan thing is really working. So keep on pushing. Mikey Wright's Bogan thing seems so fraudulent to me. Yeah. Like clearly he's not a outback Aussie derelict. Like yeah. he's grew up. I mean, I stinking remember seeing Mikey Wright running around as a kid. He was not a bogue. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like when Kolohe plays redneck, but Kolohe never plays super redneck. Kolohe doesn't drive around in a jacked up Ford F-150, like with a chew in his mouth, you know, denim shirt with cut off sleeves waving a confederate flag like that's what mikey wright is doing uh a version of that right right pun intended embarrassing um i'm all for the cutaways to gabe's wife oh yeah i'm like holy cow who is that oh that's right gabe got married yeah yeah sitting pensively he's rocking it pensively but enjoying the show she never seems worried no uh she is the giselle to our tom brady well where who where's neymar then it's a whole different, yeah. That's I mean, I guess not analogous. Power, yeah, they're a power couple. Yeah. yeah, it's all it's all copacetic, by the way. I mean, um, have you watched The Crown? Yes, I, I have. Yeah, there's a, in whatever season there's with Princess Anne's husband, yep. the photographer guy. Yeah, there's a three way in there. Yep, copacetic, dude. Works all good. Yep. This is 2021. <laughs> Who's to say? But I'm for Gabe, and uh, this is a reinvention too. Like. This is... It's Gabe coming out. It, it Well, yeah. And so he's got Elo. Gabe going gay. He's but. got he's got the um, adversary now, like an actual foe. Here's the thing, though. Against. Here's and, the thing. And this is a reinvention to take on that foe. Does, does Gabe have enough in the tank? I mean, maybe yes. with some Neymar's juice, he has enough in the tank to take Elo out. But I... Put Gabe in heat last year, year before. I'm going to pick Gabe every time to win. Uh, 
I feel that Gabe and again, that's my point. This is the reinvention. Name our power, but I feel the pipeline heat v Idolo broke Gabriel Medina. That's what you thought in 2019. Guess what? They met there again in the semifinal in 2020, December. And guess who won that heat? Gabriel did. Okay. And now we find them in the final at Newcastle. Idolo wins. Okay. So that this is the back and forth. And I'm telling you, this is Gabe's reinvention is all about growth and finding new levels. So, but Gabe, Gabe, Idolo, Nairbean, final. Who you got? Idolo. I'm going to need to assess their progress through the event and also the waves and conditions because the final at Newcastle could have gone either way. To be honest, Gabe's kind of um, the wave that he got his highest score on, which was the highest score of the heat. It was like an 8-7. Combination of backside maneuvers was incredible. Idolo happened to get a closeout on a right that he flung that huge air on. and But it, it could have gone either way. If Gabe had gotten that wave, he could have done okay. what Idolo did. It's really blow for blow between those two. Fun. I'm for it. Yeah, I'm I like all it. for it. Uh, okay, Barrel or Not, Country Music. This is in relation to Luke Bryan's latest song, uh, which we referenced earlier. It's called Waves. Would you like me to read lyrics or would you like to answer the barrel or not? Uh, read some lyrics. Like that old surf shop had you in mind with what you got on making those tan lines. It's like the ocean knows we're laying on this beach tonight. It's like the sand's been waiting for you to come alive because crashing into me and pull me closer, kiss by kiss, one after another. Don't let go, baby. Let this summer just keep coming in waves. Keep coming in waves. Keep on coming in waves. Keep coming in waves. I hate that kind of country. Like that real overproduced, overpolished country is like one of the worst forms of music. I think, I don't know how you get worse than that, that kind of country, but I do kind of, not that I listen, but I have a soft spot for like the Bakersfield sound, like all those like uh, outlaw country bros. Um, is I'm, there an era you're talking about? Yeah, like I guess sixties. Yeah, yeah. Sixties, uh, seventies, kind of outlaw country. Uh, who? Uh, what was uh, Waylon Jennings? Yeah, Waylon Jennings. Those kind of bros. Like, yeah. uh, I can get into that. Yeah, I could see myself getting into that. So that's that's true. This is what we just referenced is pop country. Yeah, it's very very different. It's awful. It's Nashville. Tennessee's kind of syrupy, like completely overproduced, digitized. Though I do like when like, maybe I just don't like it when men sing it. I like when like Miley Cyrus goes back to her country roots or Noah Cyrus, her sister. I don't know. I will listen to, listen to Noah Cyrus's new song, something. Can't even remember what it's called, but Noah Cyrus has a new song, country light, but country pop. But nice. Country. So I guess hip hop has gone this way too, where when I was a kid, there was a, subculture that liked this type of music and I could dabble in it. I could go in and get Tupac's album and go, Holy cow. Like this is good. Yeah. You know, and this serves kind of a, an, uh, mood in my life. I listen to this at these times felt the same way. Willie Nelson, you know, and even, um, Marshall Tucker band, you yeah. know, had some amazing songs for around the campfire in this mood at this setting. This is amazing music. It's all, morphed into a homogeny now that I do not identify with. I don't think the quality is very good and everybody listens to it. And so now it has no value to me. I think, I think it could be argued that Luke Bryan's waves is the worst song ever 
produced and recorded. We should do a list. I mean, I that think that could be number one. I think it's I I would be hard pressed to think of something worse than that. Historically, sure, there's something to being bad historically, uh, except I mean, even historically. If I heard it on the radio, I don't know that I would be as offended as I was when I watched the music video. The music video is just pl- downright terrible. I mean, it it's is en- cringy. It is embarrassingly bad with him crooning on the sand. But he's a superstar, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is going, people are going to love that song. Will they? Who Absolutely. Who like, All the people who buy Luke Bryan albums. Like who who, his, who his, buys Luke? I wouldn't. I guarantee we have a Luke Bryan fan listening and I would like any, any middle aged housewife in Irvine is loving it. Just keep coming in. This is their summer jam. <laughs> they're going to have it on seep, through summer. Seeping in or steeping seeping. in yeah. the sexual innuendo. Or they're seeping in the sexual innuendo. They could yeah. be, they could be steeping, uh, steeping the sexual yeah. innuendo would be the, if they were making it, but they were right. seeping in it. They're sitting in their room. Thinking about being on the beach with their cowboy. Yeah, that's what they're. That's what this song does, and they're soaking it up. Well, the the uh, very positive, affirming end. These two fell in love, surfing young. Two protagonists of the song. The end. The big reveal. They're old and still in love. If you didn't see that coming, based on the foreshadowing in the opening stanza, well, I would have been disappointed in you. I mean, I thought she was dead to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's true. Like the storyline was leading that way because yeah. they were they were getting they were getting sucked under by yeah. the current. Yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. It's a fair assessment for you to make. There's a classic, maybe little known actually, um, Martin Short joke. Where he's like, I would never denigrate anybody who listens to country music. And for those of you who listen to country music, denigrate means to talk down to. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Short is solid. He really is. Oh, man, Marty. Did you ever watch The Morning Show, that Apple? Yes. That was a great first season. And, it was, and Martin Short and that was solid. Martin Short, I mean, now just shown age here. But Martin Short and uh, Steve Martin and even Chevy Chase. We've talked about Chevy Chase and not being really able to pinpoint his funny. Did we talk about that on the show? I don't know if we did. Uh, Chevy, I agree Chevy Chase, I'm kind of on the fence with. Yeah. But man, Martin Short and uh, Steve Martin together, funny. Totally. Um, Steve Martin, it's a such a specific brand of humor to me now. And I'm surprised at how universal he was loved. When you look back and watch his stand-up, I mean, he was the most famous, well-paid yeah. comedian at his, what what was that, late 70s? Or 70s, 80s, 80s yeah. yeah. And he's crushing, but you're watching him doing his shtick. It's and it super is, offbeat. It, yeah. yeah. I'm like shocked that it actually translated to the broad But I think market. people liked, like Andy, uh, what's his name? Andy Kaufman. People liked offbeat more back then, I yeah. think, than they do now. Yeah, like maybe these days, I mean, you know, like a, uh, Chappelle, like it's just straight ahead funny. I mean, he just says funny things and makes funny observations yeah. and it's funny. Uh, it's not offbeat at all. He's doing nothing offbeat. Not that I'm a huge comedy, um, you know, like I don't watch a bunch of comedy or listen to a bunch of comedy, but it just seems like it's more straight ahead it funny it's, things. It's often poignant and controversial, but it's not offbeat. Yeah, no, yeah. but like. Back in the day, I mean, Steve Martin's like, he's he's just straight offbeat. Yeah. It's very rarely directly funny. It's just offbeat. You know who I don't get at all? Kevin Hart. Oh, I don't get Kevin Hart either. His stand-up, 
I've never even chuckled at. Yeah. And people are just rolling. Yeah. And then him as like transitioning into the movie world yeah. and people just love him. And I'm like, I don't get it at all. I like he's not charismatic. He's not funny. He's not interesting. He doesn't have an interesting point of view on anything. He's yeah. just, it's like, that's true. It. I'm not, not into, into I'm not into heart either. Chappelle. I really chuckle hard at Yeah. heart. Yeah. No, not a fan. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Um, related to Luke Bryan, Barrel or not, nah, Texas. I just read today. I was going to post it, but I didn't. Uh, Texas A&M University in one of their satellite campuses that's not very far from Dallas. Funny you bring this up. Uh, it, it's it's relevant. Has a surf school or is, is I'm sorry, not a surf school, is offering surfing as a class. It's like forever far away from the ocean, right? No uh, they're doing it not at Waco Wave Pool or anywhere. I think it's forever far from Waco too. They're doing it in a swimming pool where they're like on wave storms, paddling, trying to stand up in the pool. Uh, the course prerequisite things, it's like, or what you learn, the uh, syllabus is, yeah, a bunch of stuff. Learn surf etiquette, learn to shred, da, da, da. And it's a prerequisite for, you have to take this course before uh, the San Diego surf trip. Wow. So as part of, wow. like, that's like... 101 and 102 is, but it made me, as I was reading it, I was going to full on light into it and make fun of it. But then I was looking at the people on their wave storms, having so much fun in the pool in just the Olympic swimming pool and thinking I warm my heart. I need to be grit again, warm my heart. And then it made me think of Texas. I was like looking around because this place was, again, it was like not a suburb of Dallas, but close ish to Dallas. Um, and I was looking around Texas on Google Maps literally just this morning thinking, hmm, I wonder if I lived in Texas, how, how I would feel. Would I feel like this is pretty sweet or would I think this is awful? We talked about not having a sense of nationalistic pride. Yeah. You would absolutely Texas. start feeling it. If you move to Texas, it just becomes through osmosis. Don't mess becomes with Texas. a part of your DNA. Yeah. Um, the reason why I brought it up is obviously – there's more surfing in Texas now than there's ever been. Yeah. But also Joe in regards to podcasting, Joe Rogan moved his studio there. Did he? Yeah. Where? Where's the studio? Austin, I think. See, the trendy, I don't I would yeah, I ain't into the trendy town full stop. Don't want to once like, you go there, you leave get it Portland, there. leave Austin. I don't want to move in a to a trendy town ever. But if you want to eat in good restaurants and like have some culture, like other than Texas culture, then you find yourself in Austin and it's great. Yeah. You so like you went to Austin. I went there, yeah, to do the surf pool trip. Yeah. Um, and actually, you're right. I went there last year too. Yeah. Now that I think about it. And I'm going this year again. I love so, Austin, Texas. So that's the other thing is now Texas is kind of in my awareness. And I was always anti their pride. Yeah. It was just like off-putting to me. It was undignified to be like that prideful about where you're from. Yeah. And then I went there and I was like, you know what? The Sick. sky is bigger. Yeah. The stakes are bigger and better. Like everything about it, I get. Imagine what you and Lauren could buy in Texas. I know. Where would you move though? Would you move to Waco because you'd have to be close to the pool? I, I don't think I could pull it off. I don't think I could ever move there. Houston? You <laughs> tanker surf in Houston. Yeah, I'd have to really look into it. If I was forced to move to Texas, I would really have to look into it before I could answer this question. Do you know uh, like right away directly that Houston is on the water? No, I don't know that. It's true. It? Yeah, oh, but okay. isn't that weird? It's always weird to me when I look at Houston down there on the weird. Gulf yeah. and think, oh, yeah, hmm, yeah. 
It's a coastal town. Yeah, there is surfing in the Gulf of Texas. I can't think of the town names now. Jamaica Beach, is that a town? So I think that, I mean, but I think it's real specific. Yeah, yeah, it's not good ever, yeah. but there is some surfing. There's little communities of surfers. Um, Wayne Gravy can go there. But you're right. So we stayed, we did kind of a family trip at the height of COVID into the COVID epicenter of Austin, Texas. Yeah. And um, rented a big Airbnb. And it was, you know, this mansion on the water with a funicular that like runs down the hill into the water or to the dock, which is part of the house. And then you jump off the dock into the water and all that sort of stuff. And we're just like, man, I wonder what this house costs. Did you look? Yeah, it was like not that much. Yeah. Was, I mean, a million dollars sounds like a lot to people probably listening to this, but the neighborhoods surrounding us have million dollar homes that are not that nice. That are junk. In Southern California, yeah. you buy a fixer upper in East Side Costa Mesa. For a million. One, two. Yeah. You know? And so this house, I think it was one, one. Yeah. And it was this giant mansion on a lake that sleeps 14 people. So you're telling me that that not, did not give you pause? Of course it did. I mean, did you, but do you think? Do you no, think? No, because you could also move to other amazing places in the U.S. for half a million dollars. Myrtle Beach. Yeah, Where? for $100,000. <laughs> Where, okay, if you, right today, California's off limits, you got to move somewhere, you're just going home to tell Lauren, uh, where do you move? North Carolina. Yeah. North Carolina, you could have a phenomenal lifestyle it's under that $500,000 to have like a really nice house, depending on where you're at. Plenty of access to waves, depending on the time of year, but there are good waves there. And fishing, outdoors, mountains, access to Charleston, to Savannah. You can get to New York if you need to. I'd, re- I'd really be tied between Asbury Park, New Jersey, and uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Love Charleston. Charleston's so fantastic. Asbury's great, but it's also... It's, it's more great. More there's too much city and like it's pretty great. And Asbury Park is like I really The town fell, itself is great. I really fell in love with Asbury Park. And the waves are good. Waves are good. A short train ride right away from New York City, but you live in Asbury Park. Those houses on the like canal waterway kind of things there, beautiful homes. Better pizza too. Stinking the boss the just boss. walking around. The stone pony? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to start packing my bags. Yeah, I would. Um All right, Chaz, great show. Album surfboards, thank you. Listeners, especially contributors, subscribers to the show, it's five bucks a month. You get no ads. You get discounts on merch. Well, you could earn your money back. And I'm going to give away six surfboards this year. Six surfboards. It's worth it for that alone. Can you believe that? And the first one we gave away was an album, Twinsman. That's an $800 value starting. I want an album, Twinsman, myself. Yeah. All you got to do is contribute five bucks a month and you're in the running. Okay. Going to do it. I'm going to subscribe. All right, anything else going on, Chaz? Or should we uh, reconvene mid-Narabine? Let's go mid-Narabine. Sweet. All right, until then, Chaz. Get barrel. Get barrel.